brothers decide to change the game. This year, see the podcast that everyone's calling amazing, blacker than black. To the artist for artists. To artists for artists. This is the Artist for Artists podcast. All right, y'all. Well, we're back. Welcome to Artist for Artists, a platform where we as artists offer an immersive experience through real life storytelling and our views on the music and media industry. Got my boy Corey to my left. Got my boy Jay over there. And we have... A very, very, very special guest today, Melanie Daniels. (laughs) She has an extensive wealth of music knowledge as chief background vocalist, vocal director, and vocal arranger for Mariah Carey for 12 years. She's also had the amazing opportunity to tour all over the world and to make appearances on shows like Oprah Winfrey, the World Music Awards, Grammy Awards, and the American Music Awards. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you doing? I'm good. I didn't know I did all that stuff. Hey. Thank you. Did. Hey, did. We're, we're absolutely honored to have you here. Wow. Privileged to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for absolutely. Coming. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I have a question right out the gate. Sure. I, mean, I kind of touched it on the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said in the intro, you have a massive wealth of knowledge and experience. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of briefly talked on it in previous episodes. We're all within the media industry, music industry. Um, And as I'm sure you know, we all go through some tough situations and times within within your careers that can either make or break you. Right. Right. And how you come outside of that is going to really depend on how you move forward with your career. So my question for you is, what would you say was a moment that you went through in your career that helped shape who you are today? Uh, probably very early on, um, cause I'm a church baby. Uh, I think the only time I wasn't in church was conception. <laughs> I conception mean, me too, birth. but go ahead. <laughs> conception and birth. Cause they had to have, they had to happen in a, in a, in a bedroom and in a hospital. So yeah. Um, I think, uh, coming out of the church culture, I'm using air quotes as I say that as, um, it's, it can be very judgmental and very ritualistic and very um uh, tradition grounded and when something balks against the the tradition it is uh demonized it is Mm -hmm. um vilified it Mm is um secular not even secular is we if we really delve into the study of the word of god everything is secular outside of like everything everything Everything. is secular even the way we walk in there's a protocol and a setup the way that we have to operate inside of the Mm -hmm. temple and if you ain't right, we can be like Uzza going, thinking we're going to help God hold up the cart, hold up the uh, <laughs> the, the, the the Holy of Holies and, and, and be like, oh, I'm going to help God. And he got struck down dead because yeah. he he didn't proceed gotcha. properly. So there is a protocol to it. Um, and unfortunately, some people get the protocol and tradition and uh, their own version of what sin and, sa- and sacredness is. And those that are gifted, talented because our gifts are not for the church. They're for the mm. world. Can we say that one more time? Mm. Yamas. Can we say that one oh, more okay. time? The gifts are for the world, not for not just for the church. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. Absolutely. Right. Yep. But it's for him to be glorified and for his His kingdom to come. His will to be done. Not ours. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. coming out of that and being... Like I said, a church baby, been involved with ministry since I was three. Um, I've been doing it a while. And um, 
and just going through the ridicule of, oh, you don't, you're not anointed. I'm like, who made you gatekeeper? God, I have a relationship with God. We talk on a regular. We good. I mean, <laughs> we you know good. what I'm saying? I have a little talk with Jesus and I tell him all about it. <laughs> all about it. <laughs> he is my faintest cry. Yeah, I mean, and he answers them. Bye and bye. Okay, so <laughs> everything's a song. Everything. Um, so just going through that and, and having to develop a tougher skin. Okay. Um, not yeah. to be uh, swayed and or coerced and or manipulated mm. into things that I didn't want to do and um, manipulated out of things that I know I should have been doing. That's, mm -hmm. That that mm -hmm. that control thing, yeah, that manipulation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, the Bible, the King James says that manipulation is like in the witchcraft. So, yeah, eh. we got a lot of witches working in the church. So, hey. you know what I'm <laughs> The views expressed by Melanie Daniels are her own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I definitely have a question. Um, mm -hmm. And this is like a personal one for me. Mm -hmm. um, like, I remember when I met you and I was singing with Derek Wright. Master, can you use? Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was listening to that earlier. <laughs> wow, really? <laughs> you know what's crazy? I went down south for Christmas and uh -huh. my mom and dad um, in their house, they have my room set up. And everything in there is like all the stuff I've did. I've wow, done since I was yeah. that is so cool. So he has like Derek and Derek Rain Driven's like poster up there with the album still. That's wild. Man. So I did see that too. But I, I remember when I met you in the studio for that particular album. Uh -huh. But I had seen you before. Um, mm -hmm. This was when um, Damian Sneed had a concert, uh -huh. and it was snowing that day. Kind of bad. Oh gosh, that was at that was at Columbia University. I remember it being. The yeah, school. it was a recording. Yeah. And that was my first time ever getting a chance to see you live. YouTube you all day, but that was my first time ever ever seeing you live, okay. and I was already just in love with just the the gift and the talent and then the anointing and just from being in the studio with you and then getting a chance to know you personally, right? Like just my heart, like you really do have my heart. Aww. Thank you again for being here. I love my you. chocolate Easter bunny. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to ask you this now: in in the earlier like nineties, mm -hmm. right? Let's let's go there. Oh, like, the nineties. Very go very good to me. Let's go there. Yes, and and yes. the only reason why I ask is because I wish I was a little older in the nineties, mm. only because that was I feel like that's my era. Like if I was so my I age in the nineties, I swear there would be no Bobby Brown. I will be Bobby <laughs> Brown, and I'll be the king. Okay. Oh, trust, trust me. He, I ran across him at a few events because I used to hope not eh, only. Eh. <laughs> I, I, I already like that would have been all of that would have been me. It's the just... high top Gumby and the whole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All that way, but I say all of that to say, like, I just feel personally like the '90s was like a good. It was an amazing era. Yeah, and yeah. I wanted to ask you about that. Like, what was the hustle like for you in that time? Shoot. Because even in the '90s, like, I'm pretty sure it's different from the hustle that it is for me. Like, mm. just trying to come out here. And when maybe not different, but maybe just the energy and, yeah. and the essence behind it is is different, like how it was in the 90s and in this. The 90s, let's see. Like, first of all, let's talk about who was president. Okay, yeah. Let's that go was there. Clinton. Let's go there. So that that Democratic administration was good for arts and entertainment and sports. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we were working. Mm -hmm. Like working. Like um my very first gig in the 90s, my first very my very first professional gig was with um, a choir. I used to sing with a group called Daryl Douglas and the Workshop Company. And our very first gig was singing, being the choir for George Michael's tour when he was hey. at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. That was the first time I ever met a black British man with an accent. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello. Whatever you this like. is <laughs> pre Idris. Right. Right. Pre Idris. Right. 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 So, um, yeah, being exposed to all of that, you know, just being exposed to different cultures and seeing how there are so many similarities between the different cultures, especially mm -hmm. black culture. Mm -hmm. um, globally, we, we all we all when we see each other like, hey, family, yeah, you yeah. know, so. And yes. Contrary to popular opinion, I'm light skinned on purpose. I don't do sun. Okay. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there, like in case. Yeah, just just in case she was a little confused. Um, the '90s were, I mean, creatively, it was amazing. Yeah. Just being around the, the 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 talent and the gifts that people possessed. Um, songwriters and singers and producers and instruments and 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 dance and and acting and. And sports, even yeah. I mean, because that's all that's all the same, all the, yeah, same, yeah, all the yeah. same thing. So, mm -hmm. um, just being around creatives, like we were in the, um, when we did the Christmas album, we started uh, the first album I did with her was um, MTV Unplugged, mm, okay. that came out in '92. Um, and we're talking about yeah, oh, Mariah Carey. Yeah, okay, I just want to make sure. And let, me, and let me and let me say this right now. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. But go ahead. Go ahead. But that was sure. the, that was the first gig with her. Well, actually, the second gig because we the first one we did was the Grammys mm -hmm. when she said her song "If It's Over" and I was in the choir. I actually helped put that choir together for that oh. event. So they were pulling on my mm -hmm. my my. Uh, Black book, mm -hmm, Rolodex, yeah. mm -hmm, contacts, mm -hmm. if you will, yeah. um, from 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 the beginning, and um, got the choir had like forty people. We were sang sang at the Grammys, and in the rehearsals for that performance, she heard Kelly Price, her sister Cherie Price, and myself sing. Let's go! Hey. And we were joking, like you know how we joke around, and be off and be stupid. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So she was like, "Okay, could you ask them to sing a real song?" Because if they sound that good joking around and being silly, I want to hear what they sound like. Mm -hmm. So they asked us to sing something, and we did. And I wish I was in the room. I'm <laughs> right? so sorry, man. You said because let's, let's talk about the names that was just mentioned. For real. I did hear Kelly Price, so I was just like... Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, uh, Melanie uh, Daniels, Kelly... Let me right, tell you like, something. These are just not names that you just like, eh. <laughs> you don't really get a chance to even hear them like like that. Could you yes. imagine being yeah. in a room like that? I mean, that? We, we, came, we came up singing together in um, the same groups. Yes. Um, in Queens, Far Rockaway, Long Island. We all, yeah. you know, we're always seeing each other at yeah. different events and stuff. So we came up singing together, and mm. that's how we got found mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. um, and beautiful. then... Got to the studio, ran into a producer that I went to high school with that was working with Mariah at the time. And it was, I was like, wait, Corey? Wow. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and Mariah was like, you know each other? I was like, we went to high school together. So reconnecting with people that we had mm. like history with, which Absolutely. was which was so crazy. Um, and then being around that creative process, there were so many things. Like if you, Mariah released a, um, a rarities record where it's the songs that were never released on, mm -hmm. on albums along with a DVD of a concert that we did in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm on like two thirds of those, those songs. Um, they were just songs that, that the record company didn't approve for the, for the uh, final mm -hmm. projects. Um, being a part of that, being a part of the vocal arranging for that. Um, uh, then when she wasn't doing stuff, we would be doing remixes and, and people would ask her, like, well, can we, can we, can, would your singers be available? She's like, yeah, sure. That's how we got on other people's projects. Because mm, she wow. was like, yeah, go ahead. Wow. And, and the thing is, is that I never, the only legal paperwork I ever signed with Mariah was an NDA. 
And that speaks non disclosure agreement. Right. Yeah. That's the yeah. only thing I ever signed with her. She figured out pretty early on that I'm a loyal person. And anybody that would ask me is like, yo, can you come do this? Like, how long? Because mm -hmm. you know I'm going back when the boss calls. Mm -hmm. yeah. So mm -hmm. that's why I have. And it's longer than 2012. Um, I started singing with her in 92. I sang with her until 2010 because I sang on like little pieces on different records. Yeah. Um, little song, like two or three songs on each record mm -hmm. up until the uh, second Christmas record, Merry Christmas to You. And then even now, like I watched it, <laughs> I watched the Christmas concert that she did at Madison Square Garden. I was like, I'm singing and I'm not there. Now let's let's <laughs> let's. Now I I know we're here early. I know we're here very early. But since we're here, let's talk about it. Uh -huh. With Mariah, right? Uh -huh. Now I remember this had to be what maybe three weeks ago or so. I literally tried to Facetime you. <laughs> he was on a gig. He's like, yo, they're going nuts in here, singing this all I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas. <laughs> all I want for Christmas, right? And let's 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 even touch that. Which <laughs> I found that at the end of that show is twelve times platinum this year. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's diamond. It's yep. Diamond. Yeah. I was like, incredible. For those who don't even know what I'm about to say right now, so let's just give, and I'm gonna let you do it. Give, uh -huh. give us in a two minute, like you know, segue. All I want for Christmas. Hmm. All I want for Christmas. Oh, Let's talk about your impact in All I Want for Christmas. <laughs> they need to know, Melanie. Well, Come let's on. see. Uh, the Christmas album itself, We, like I said, we started um, recording uh, January 4th, 2000. Not sorry, 2000, 1994. Um, we've uh, recorded from January until July. We were still doing the remixes from the Fantasy record. So we're in and out. Of, we were in between Right Track Studio on 40th Street, mm -hmm. uh, Sony Studios, which was down on 54th and 10th mm -hmm. Avenue, and mm -hmm. the Hit Factory, which is in the middle of that same block, 54th Street. That was our life. We would we Rotation. were rotating through through those those studios, yep. and then still flying overseas, flying to Japan, you know, doing promotional stuff for her because her singles were still right. kicking. So we're doing remixes with Dave Morales and Frankie Knuckles and and and, and talk about it. I mean, it was it. it was crazy. It. it was crazy, and I'm still at this point. I'm still living in Long Island. So me and Long Island Railroad is good good friends. Hello, you get that city ticket, right? Right. Get right, that right. five dollar and keep it going. <laughs> Ted trip. Yeah, that thing uh, was we good all right. here. So I'll be there. <laughs> so we were doing that, and and still, and I was still. If I was home, I was at church. On Sunday mornings. Mm -hmm. I was at rehearsal on Tuesday or Thursday night. I was still doing that because I knew where my my power source was. And the only reason why I was able to complete those things was because I knew where my resource is. Oh. Mm. Say that. That's the only reason. That's the only way I could I, I made it. That's the only way. So would you say that was what kept the balance of like doing what you love? Absolutely. Because I just loving love to sing and, and still, still loving, loving what you do. Yes. Exactly. And and that's that is that yeah. to me is one of the moments that I'm I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. I wasn't. Cause um I think for me during the pandemic, um, I didn't get a chance to really understand what was happening around me. Right. We were just still going. Yeah. Literally. And I think for creators and for singers or whoever, people don't really understand the job. Yeah. 
You don't get a break. Mm -mm. Yeah, it never stops. You do mm -mm. not get a break from your mind, from your emotions, yep. from your heart. You do not catch a break. And even right. during the pandemic where everybody else may have been more relaxed and able to kind of catch a pace, we were recording, we were At, going. We it were depends on what kind of ministry we were, you were a part yeah. of. If you were part of one of those ministries that had an impact in the community and nationally, yeah. well, internationally, yeah. yeah. Um, that thing had to keep rolling. You had to keep rolling. And I was tired. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it was a lot that was going on for me to where I just didn't know if I even liked it. Yeah. Like, even if, if when I When you lose that being, joy for it, it's like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. So that, would you I know say that, that, that was feels. one of, like, for you, yeah. your moments where that's, that's what kept you? Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah. I mean, unfortunately for me, I had some health issues that I had to contend with. And third Sunday in January of 2020, I, that's when I stopped. That's when I stopped singing. Mm -hmm. I got sick. Um, had to have multiple procedures, uh, seven hospital stays, wow. um, uh, literally 11 surgical procedures. Um, and at that point when I, when I, when it was that dead stop, I was like, I'm tired. I'm burned out. Yeah. I was yeah. completely burned out. I was like, I had even said out of my mouth, I don't know if I want to sing anymore. Mm -hmm. And I had to literally rest and be repaired and be restored. That's what I needed to do. Mm -hmm. Now I'm in a place where, which my friends and James would be <laughs> one of them to say it, I want to teach and show and share all the stuff that I've gotten over the years. And people are like, you've always done that anyway. So what are you talking about? There's nothing right. different. He's like, yeah, but I'm not standing up singing behind nobody no more. But mm -hmm. I mean, because I would be doing that simultaneously. Now I just want to like totally focus yeah, on it. And that was the conscious decision to, yeah. to do that. And, right. and I'm going to sing when it's fun. It's like a play date for that. me when I, I go out. So, it is literally like, oh, I get to play with friends. <laughs> I love that. It's a real passion. Yes, real it passion. really, really is that I happen to be pretty good at. Yep. I, mean, I heard this woman on uh, Instagram. She said there are many people that, that have that have studied voice, but that doesn't mean that they're good singers. Mm, I was like, true. oh, very true. Shots, very, very <laughs> shots true. fired. You know, because there are a lot of people that have studied voice, and and I know that God has gifted me in a way that mine is different, and mine is, and I and I, it's a learned behavior. Like I said to you guys early before mm -hmm. we even started. The skill set of it is a learned behavior. The gift is is good and perfect because it comes from God. Absolutely. But it depends on what you do with the gift. So I learned to become very, very skilled. So like from the time I was three years old, I'm listening to people break apart. So I, I can go right to the part that I need to be at. I'm I'm mm -hmm. the wild card. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, we got a soprano missing. Got it. Mm -hmm. Got a tenor missing. Got it. Got an alto missing. Got it. The leader's not here. Got it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I trained myself. It's like a, it's a skill set that you have to learn that has to be practiced and that you can't get away from it. You can't you can't learn it by osmosis. <laughs> it has to be repetition. It has to be exercise of it so that it gets into your your bones. Second yeah. nature. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. I think that's very important too. what you just said about skills, yeah. because if you build that skill set it makes it a lot easier to Absolutely. trust yourself mm -hmm. right? you're able to trust yourself the mm -hmm. skill set is there and as we said before trust god trust yourself yep how can you possibly fail so um i like that you touched on that because it's incredibly important if yeah. you have the skills in place who's stopping you yeah because right? there's a lot of them that 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 sing very well but then the the attitude don't match up or the character doesn't match up or the integrity doesn't match up it's all that has to be lined full up package yeah so full package. all that has to line up but that i mean it, and when it does line up in that in that regard, that's when the true artist and the gift actually comes out, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it just goes back to like when I met James, like it was like 
I met him first from the time he came out of his mouth. I said, he's going <laughs> to sing at my wedding. <laughs> it was like, that's my guy. I went home, told the wife. I was like, listen, wherever you had, he got to go. That's yeah. funny. You know, and <laughs> she was just like, whatever. And I was like, I'm damn serious. But, um, and, you know, like I said, just hearing it in, yeah. in what you're saying, it's like we oftentimes, you know, it's, 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 it's servitude. Right? Mm. It's, it's, it's giving. Yeah, it is. You know, it's about and, being a servant. Yeah, yeah it definitely. You are that servant. Yeah. He just keeps replenishing. He keeps replenishing. Yeah, he, he does. keeps replenishing, and then it strengthens. It, but then, what you and, do. and also in that service, you've got to be the one that sets the boundaries of being used too much. True. Or abused because of what you have. <sighs> the power man, of no. Man. Yeah. The power of no. And I and I learned that late in life, unfortunately, for myself. But you know what? Though, <laughs> I give yourself grace, though, because I feel like we're. There's, we're learning that all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel yeah. like even in life, like mm. in moments where you just mature in certain other areas, yeah. you still have to learn as you mature mm -hmm. in that moment how to say no. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, each time the lesson comes, yeah. it gets a little bit shorter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. The first yeah, one, yeah, the tolerance the first... of it all gets a little, <laughs> exactly. a little bit shorter. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, it, and, and then also it it wisens you to a fact of you see it coming. Mm -hmm. It's like, cause right. I was like, Ooh, look at the red flags. They're pretty. <laughs> Just looking at them. Though. That's not right. taking heed to it. Right 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 but looking right and no, and know what they are. Just like, Oh, it's a red flag. And still giving folks the benefit of the doubt <laughs> that they're going to treat you like you treat them. Not always the case. Yeah, nope. Yeah. Not always the case. Thank you for listening to the Artist for Artists podcast, where we as artists offer an immersive experience through real-life storytelling and views on the music and media industry. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media for updates and additional content at Artist for Artists podcast. And we'll see you next time on Artist for Artists podcast. No cap.